What's up, Gator Country? Your man, Andrew Spivey, back with Nick. And Nick, it wasn't what we expected, my friend. Uh, I mean, uh, Florida gets out with a win. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, but it, 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 it wasn't pretty. It really wasn't pretty. 31-28 Gators win. Uh, South Florida misses a field goal with uh, about 40 seconds to go in the game on a snap that was uh, – or a hold that wasn't there. And I don't know how he even made it as close as he did, but he he uh, shanked it to, to the right a little bit. Uh, but uh, a game that just wasn't pretty, man. Uh, South Florida outgained Florida 402 to 329. And uh, – uh, once again, Anthony Richardson struggles uh, 10 of 18 for uh, with Anthony's two interceptions in the game. And uh, not what we expected, my friend, headed into Tennessee. No, uh, it is not what uh, we expected. It is not what we wanted to see from the Gators uh, last night. It was just uh, it was a rough game from start to finish, I thought. Uh, and, and I never I never get get like this. But I looked at Gentry in the middle of the third quarter of that game. And I said, Gentry, we're going to lose. I, I and, and I know I texted you about it, Andrew, but I, yeah. and I and I never get like that. I always I, I will defend the Gators uh, until that that zero point zero zero hits on the clock in the fourth quarter. But there was something about that game that felt just like the Kentucky game. I mean, it it was almost to me. I, I had the same exact feeling that 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 I had watching that game as the Kentucky game. I thought Richardson, I mean, I thought Richardson looked the exact same. Um, I have yet to go back and watch the game, so I'm going to do that after this. But I thought that it was kind of the same, kind of the same storyline, right? So Gators came out, looked decent offensively in the first half, put up some points, came out second half, completely flat. Nothing was working. Um, but yeah, it was not what we wanted to see. Uh, it was a great attempt by that USF kicker. He's pretty good. Uh, Schrader. Yeah. He uh he hit that long field goal earlier in the game and then you know nearly made one I believe the ball was horizontal on the ground when he kicked it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 insane. Um, you know, Gators were lucky that he was even in the position to kick that field goal, right? The snap that went for you know over the quarterback's head for a loss of 14. That was a big moment in the game. Um, kind of gave the Gators a little break there. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, the Gators did win. They they found a way to win, although it was not pretty. Uh. You know, they have to try to get something going here going into Knoxville next week. College game day. It's going to be a lot of people watching. Uh, Napier needs to get needs to get the get the train rolling here. I mean, it's always better to be two and one than one and two. That's uh, that's the that's the positive. Um, You know, and uh, it just uh, you know, Nick, it continues to show what we kind of expected out of this year. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, you know, you, you see the running game, uh, Montrell, ETN, Naquan, they all had touchdowns. Uh, they all looked good. Uh, I thought Montrell looked really good. Um, I thought ETN looked really good on that last drive. Um, I thought there was some positives. I thought Austin Barber looked pretty good at right tackle. Um, I thought uh, Shamar James played uh, pretty well at middle linebacker. Then there's some bad. Um, the linebacker play overall wasn't very good. Uh, the offense line didn't protect as well as they had in the past. Uh, the uh, Anthony Richardson's accuracy, uh, once again, is uh, you know off. 
and uh, the receivers weren't getting a ton of separation in the game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, Richardson didn't play well, but again, this, I mean, it's not entirely his fault. I was, I was very critical on the wide receivers again last night. I thought they did some things and I thought they, I thought they did some good things as well. I mean, that, that Justin Shorter catch, uh, in the fourth quarter for what 33 yards that was a very impressive man that might have been the the play of the game yeah that was a very very impressive snag um just shout out to justin shorter that was incredible um we need to see more of that right uh we we need to see guys go up and locate the ball go find the ball go get it um trent whittemore appeared and trent whittemore appeared how about that 33 yards he led the gators uh or tied with shorter for uh for yards in the game with one catch and i you know he he played on that series, but I don't think he played much more than, than that series. But good for him. They, uh, he look. did have the one um, later in the in the game where Anthony just overthrew him, like, you know, big time. Yeah, and I thought, you know, I just – I thought Richardson – there were some things, honestly, that I thought – that I saw that I, I thought that he approved on in this game, and, and I'll give you one example. Um, so what Kentucky kind of game-planned Richardson. Their goal was to, to force – Richardson to to roll out to the left to make the 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 across the body throw, and and I noticed that USF did some of that same stuff. They 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 were blitzing two sometimes three guys on the right side of the line uh, to try to get Richardson to roll out to the left. And there was one play in particular where he rolled out to the left, made his read, his read wasn't there, and he took off running and he got 16 yards. Uh, and so that I thought was an improvement and we can get into, we can get into Richardson's uh, running ability later, but I thought that was an improvement by itself. Just, just walk, cause against Kentucky, he didn't do that. He he tried to force the throw somewhere that, they, you know, that wasn't there. I thought that was, um, I thought that was an improvement, just that play alone. And then, you know, on the goal line, I know everyone was in myself included were, was not happy when, when Richardson threw that pass in the end zone to shorter and it got picked off. Uh, but to clear things up, it was an RPO. Uh, Richardson did have the option to hand the ball off. He said that you know the the box was stacked, and 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 he and, and even Napier said it was not a bad decision to throw the ball. He had a problem with the, the throws that he made, right? So uh, it wasn't a great throw, and 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 I think that you know if they were to run that play again, you know maybe he hands it off, but I think he probably still throws it. So you know we're gonna have well, to live with the thing with that throw, and not yeah. to interrupt you. Justin no, Shorter six four. Mm-hmm. The DB was five eleven. Mm-hmm. Put it at a place where only Justin can go get it. You know that that was not a that's not a a back shoulder throw there. Uh, and, and that's what he looked like he did. That was not a back shoulder throw. That's a throw where you throw it to that back pylon, and either Justin gets it or the ground gets it. That 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 has to be that throw there, um, and you know again if that and I haven't went back and watched it myself either to to really know uh, if that was you know completely the right deal uh, you know right play or, or or not there. But if you look at it, it just it just is bad decisions. I mean that's just the best way I can say it. Uh, you you go back to. Uh, to his other interception, uh, he stares down at his receiver, stares down at his receiver. Um, it's not there, so he just blindly throws to where he thinks someone's going to be, and he throws it off his back foot without setting his feet, and it's the interception where he had a running back wide open. Um, you know, it's uh, you always have that internal clock, and that's fine, and that's what you need to have, 
but you also have to have that internal clock with some uh what's the best word i'm trying to say here uh, smartness about you i guess is the best way to say it not to just blindly throw into things you know if anything just take off and run don't throw that football into double coverage and and i want to know and andrew you 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 i think you'll have a better answer here than i do but i want to know what what you think about this so i think a lot of i think a lot of qb coaches and a lot of offensive play callers they'll tell you and, and maybe this is more so in the NFL, but they'll tell you to stay in the pocket, right? Unless it is collapsing. Right. But I watched several times, and I and I and I and I'm very aware that that QB coaches will will tell you to do that. So let's let's get that straight. But when I watched that game last night, there were multiple plays where Richardson was sitting in the pocket, clean pocket. I mean, the offensive line I thought did a, did a good job last night. It was a clean pocket. Um, and he was kind of just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And then he got nervous. And that's when, you know, that's when the interception happened. He threw that interception completely flat footed, had his shoulders completely horizontal, like, like on the line of scrimmage. I mean, mechanics were terrible. But my point is, if you drop back in the pocket, clean pocket for three, four seconds, and, and you're Anthony Richardson, I, and, I, and, I, and I recognize that this can be different for any, for every quarterback. Why not just move out of the pocket and take off? I mean, if you're there for if you're there for three, four, five seconds, you go through your reads and nothing's there. Why don't you just take off if you're Anthony Richardson? Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, you know, so I think there's two ways to look at this a little bit. <clears throat> okay, if you're Josh Allen, uh, well, Josh Allen's not a not not a not the best comparison. Uh, if you're Tom Brady. Obviously, you don't want to get outside the pocket. You right. you can't run. Okay, if you're Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Anthony Richardson, running is your natural, you know, is natural to you. It, it's something that you're you're good with. You know, Brady's not good with that. You know, that's not that's not Brady's game. You know, you you, you look at uh, Allen, you look at Lamar, you look at you know uh, Anthony. Those are those are guys that. Are comfortable with it, uh, you know. There, there is second nature to them to, to run the ball. So I, I'm okay with it, you know. That just thing with Felipe Franks, and, and we would say this all the time with Felipe is, you know, instead of forcing it, take the five yards, take the five yard run. Everybody's good with it, um, you know. And it, it just, it's just frustrating because it, in part it kind of looks like that. Anthony is not willing to run the ball right now, and I, you know, and I know there's a lot of talk that you know that's a, a coaching decision, and Billy Napier and those guys, you know, don't want him to run, and that's fine. And if that's the case, then that's a whole different story. Um, but I feel like you're limiting his game when he's not able to run the ball. Um, you know, the, the biggest plays that Ford has had this year in the passing game, especially in the Utah game, were rollouts, were bootlegs, things that got uh, Anthony on the edge to where he had that dual threat to throw the ball or run the ball. And you're not seeing that. Um, and, I again, I don't think that that's a, um, a play call – I don't think that that's a uh, a decision by Anthony. I, I think it's just a you know kind of worried about depth behind him a little bit, not wanting him to run, not wanting him to take the hits. But in order for this team to be successful, 
in order for this team to win some football games, especially this uh, Tennessee game, that has to be Anthony's game. It just has to be. Especially, you know, with the with the lack of explosive playmakers that the Gators currently have at wide receiver, they need that aspect of Anthony Richardson to really to really come, you know, to fruition. They they need they need that to be the case. And and you know, I, like I said, I, I was watching the game, and I just there was so many plays where I thought that he was sitting in the pocket for a long time, which is great. I love to see that, but after a certain time, like when it's very clear, there's, you you know, you went through your reads and nothing's open. I don't know why Richardson just doesn't move out of the pocket and, you know, and, and he doesn't always have to take off running, but move out of the pocket and see if there's, if something opens up and if nothing opens up, throw the ball away. Right. Well, um, you look at that play and again, I hate to interrupt you here, yeah, but go for it. the play, and I, I want to say it was the second quarter, Nick, and you, and you may be, and I may be wrong. It might be in the third quarter. But Anthony was was about to run the ball, and then he just dumps it off. Like, and it was yeah, like, yeah. it was the I think it was the second quarter. It was weird. It was like, whoa, this isn't Anthony Richardson I'm accustomed to. And then in the fourth quarter, he runs out of bounds instead of throw uh, instead of throwing it away, and he took like a six yard loss. And it's like, what's going on here? Like, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder. And again, I'm just basing this off of nothing, uh, simple, simple feeling. There's something, something's wrong. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a nagging injury. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's just something wrong with Richardson right now. I, I don't know what it is. There, it's just something that's different about him. That's not the. This is not the same quarterback we've seen. You know, and, and granted, he has not started before this year, but that's not the same guy. Like, you know, the guy who I don't want to say has no fear because you got to have fear when you're the starting quarterback to not take, you know, dumb, dumb hits. But it just, it, it, I don't know. It, there's something off. I might be completely wrong, but to me, something's off. No, I, I agree with you. Um, and Richardson also, you know, the only Gators sack that we've allowed was against Kentucky and it was the same it was the same thing Richardson was was rolling out of the pocket and Jordan Wright was chasing him down and he had five seconds to throw the ball away and he just he just took the sack out of bounds for right. for a loss of six yards and so it, it it's a little things like that that I noticed from him that you know and I agree with you something isn't right I, I you know I don't even know where to begin to 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 come up with an explanation because I have genuinely no idea uh, I, I, I I'm lost it, it, it's not the same quarterback that we saw against LSU last year, right? When when he led four straight touchdown drives, and I and I mean led them too, not just hand the ball off, like led four straight touchdown drives against LSU. It's not that quarterback, um, at least not this to this point in the season. Uh, I'll always have hope that that you know he could turn things around because I've seen what he can do, but you know things need to get better and they need to get better fast, or else it's going to get ugly in Knoxville next week. Yeah, and again, I you know I just don't I don't get it. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just it's it's uh you know we always knew Anthony was not a the most consistent passer. We always knew that. That was that was no secret. We knew you know and and uh they had, during the um, 
um, the game, they, they even talked a little bit about that. USF DC had talked about, hey, he's going to have some balls that he overthrows. And we know that. We, we knew there was going to be some risk there. But we also knew that he was going to take advantage of some things. And so far, he's not taking advantage of it. And I, I, and again, I think that that's a, what is really holding this offense back. And again, this is not all uh, Anthony's fault. This is not all AR's fault. Um, it, it, there is, you know, been pressure um, by the, the, allowed by the offensive line. Um, the receivers haven't been getting the separation. Um, the tight ends really haven't been getting the separation. So it's a, it's a, all in all, it's, it's, you know, there, but it just seems like something's off with Anthony. And again, this, this offense is going to go and come as Anthony Richardson is. It just, it is what it is. You, I mean, you cannot rely on the running game to, to be there with no passing game. Teams right. just, I mean, teams are smarter than that. Defensive coordinators are smarter than that. And uh, they're going to stack the box. And, you know, credit to the running game, you know, overall, uh, what was it, 217 yards rushing in the game. Uh, and, and, it, and it did well, uh, you know, and it was against the stack box a lot of times. You know, I, I remember thinking back in the fourth quarter when Montreal was in the game, and I'm like, man, how are they going to run the ball uh, against this defense? Because at, at one point there was eight in the box, and it was five blocking eight. And, you know, somehow or another Montreal made a, a few guys miss, and he picked up a couple first downs. But it, it just, you know, Tennessee's not going to, you know, eight in the box for Tennessee is going to shut it down. You could get away with that a little bit against South Florida, but against Tennessee, you know, against Georgia, against – LSU, you know, SEC quality linebackers, they're going to shut it down. You've got to have the threat of the passing game um, or it's going to be trouble. It just is what it is. Yeah, yeah and, and let me uh, set the record straight here. The only reason the Gators won that game yesterday was because they were able to, you know, wear out these USF linebackers and these USF defensive linemen. This is a team coming into that game that was ranked – 127th in rush defense right so if we are playing a team that is just just bad not even really bad just a bad run defensive team gators probably lose that game right right? because in the fourth quarter there was very clearly i mean it was clear to everyone that there was no there was not going to be a passing attack we were going to run the ball every single play and we just we were saying here try to stop it and they couldn't i mean the bulls could not stop that gators offensive line i mean 30 rush attempts for 217 yards that's 7.2 yards a clip and three rushing touchdowns a great performance by everyone on the line uh all three running backs were good um just an incredible performance by that unit um there but like i said let's let's just be honest with ourselves we won that game because it was usf and and i don't mean to disrespect usf but they're really bad uh on run defense and in the, especially in that fourth quarter, we just wore them out. I mean, it, we were Montreal Johnson was clipping ten yards uh, at a time. Etienne was as well. Um, yeah, the passing attack has to be there, or else we're gonna not win too many games this year in the SEC. Yeah, just uh, again, I, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted a little and, bit. And, and, and let me ask you something, Andrew. Okay. What What do you think it is about the second half? For Anthony Richardson, uh, why, why? 
So against USF, he was seven for nine in the first half. I thought he played a pretty good first half. I don't, I don't think I don't think the Gators asked him to do much. Uh, I don't think that there was too many plays where Napier was asking him to to kind of you know be the hero, do the you know make the big time throw. I think I think, but I think he played a really a really good first half. I, I no complaints from me, um, you know, or at least not too many complaints from the first half. And then in the second half, he just comes out flat again. And it was the same story for Kentucky. I thought he played a good first half. We put up a decent amount of points against Kentucky in the first half and then just hits a brick wall. So what is said in that locker room at halftime? What changes from the first half to the second half to where Richardson just looks lost? Yeah, I mean, it's a million-dollar question. I mean, because it's, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not like the defense where they come out flat, you know, and – there's no, there. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I would love to say there, there, there was this and there's that. Um, you know, obviously, as you know, when when I when I was coaching, you know, we would always talk about not having a letdown at halftime, and you know, a lot of that was the energy. But you know, I don't see that it's an energy standpoint from from Richardson. It's just, it just seems like. I, again, something's off coming out of the second half, and uh, you know, and, and I guess it is a little bit with the entire offense line, but but then you see the offensive line, and the offensive line's putting some pops out there. You know, the the running backs are going there. It's just you know, it's tough for the running backs in the offensive line to do much when again they have the entire you know defense coming straight at you because. They don't respect your passing game, and that's a, a very, very big problem there. And before we go to defense, there's a particular play I'm sick of seeing. I'm sick of seeing the jet sweep to uh, Henderson, and I'm sick of seeing the wide receiver screen to him. Yep, and I, I did the research before we went on this podcast. Um, the sweep and screen play to Henderson has been uh, in play 10 times and has gone for 23 yards that's 2.3 yards a carry. Uh, the best results from that was uh, a five-yard gain. So, I mean, we have, a, we have a, a ceiling of five yards and a floor of negative three with this play through 10 plays. That just – Andrew, it, is the play working in practice? Because how, I, I'm, like, at a loss. At some point, even if it's working in practice, yeah, exactly. it ain't working well, in the game. Well, well that's, that's my point, right? So, you know – 10 plays is is a is a I feel I feel like a good understanding of how your team can can execute this play. And and I'm not sitting here and we talked about this earlier Andrew, but I don't think we don't think it's Henderson's fault, right? I think that I, and, and I don't even hate the play call. I hate the personnel that they're using for it. Um Henderson is not the guy for that play. He is very fast, yes, but he's not He's not explosive. He's not elusive. You can see it when he runs. He takes long strides. Uh, I mean, I think I could name five or six wide receivers that I would like to see that screen thrown to over Henderson. And 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 I'm not gonna sit here and diss Henderson, but that play is just not for him. Um, honestly, I think we should see two. I mean, we've seen shorter block that play a lot, and he's not done a great job. So again, it's not completely Henderson's fault. He needs the blocks for that play to work. Um, you know, shorter has to hold his block or else, you know, Henderson doesn't even have the chance to beat the guy he's going against, right? He's not going to be, he's not going to be two people. So, um, but yeah, that play, uh, you know, 
get rid of it if Henderson's the guy for it because that's that 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 just cannot that I've seen enough from that play and and I guess I guess it's working in practice uh which is again not a good sign for our DBs if that plays working in practice let me tell you that well um, and it's the you know the jet sweep there Florida right. doesn't have the tight ends to set the edge they they, they just they just don't period in the discussion um they they don't Garage doesn't do the best of setting the edge either as far as pulling and setting the edge. Um, and when I say pulling, pulling is not the right word. Whenever you're asking him to go get the linebacker or that defensive end when it's coming at him. Um, you know, and so, I, again, I I just feel like that those plays to, to Henderson are failing multiple times. And I, I think we're good there. Um, one play I, I, I do think, though, and I was going to ask you about this, uh, and we haven't seen it yet. And I'm interested to see if it could not take the place of a Henderson screen. Where's the running back screen? Uh, you know, we haven't seen one all year. Uh, you have two, three guys. You know, I, I would say uh, you would want Etienne right to get it more than Montrell, um, but Montrell still showed some good speed on Saturday. Um, seeing a, a, a running back screen take the pressure off, maybe that's something that can replace the um, the wide receiver screen to Henderson. Yeah, I agree. I would love to see Etienne out in space. I think he's the guy for that. You know, if you get him, get him the ball out. You know. And and we kind of saw it. Uh, was it was it ETN on the? They did a pitch play uh, in the red zone. Yes, it was. It was ETN, and and that was a great run. I mean, he yeah. went he went. I think he went untouched for about five six yards, and then you know carried forward. You know, ETN's the guy you want in open space, right? He's not he's not the fastest running back in the room, but he's a guy that if you get him out in open space, he's going to make someone miss, right? I mean, we've right. seen it. He's 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 an incredible athlete. And you know, and Montrell is 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 as well, but Montrell is more of like the the, the top end speed kind of guy. I mean, we saw it on his run; he went untouched, sixty two yards, um, completely outran the 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 safety over top. Um, you know, he's an elite athlete as well. And yeah, I, I mean, Naquan Wright too could do it. Uh, you know, I know I know there's Gator, <laughs> I know there's people in the Gator Country message boards right now asking to move uh, Naquan Wright to the to the slot position. Um, and while I don't think that the Gators will do that, I do think that they should get Nate or get Naquan a little bit more involved in the pass game. And, and, and that goes for every running back. So I, I do agree with you there, you know, take out the Henderson play and, and put in, put in a running back screen. I, I like that idea. I, I just, I need to see something different. I, uh, I'm, I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> tired right. of seeing it. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to the defense side of the ball. What is the rotation Jay Bateman's looking for there? I, I, I don't get Scooby. Shamar had a great first drive. Then you bring in Scooby. Scooby's a liability in pass coverage, just like Amari Bernie is. I, I don't get that. Like that's uh, those are that that's just that that I don't get it. I I don't get that at all. Um, I, I'm concerned there about that. And then also, I, I, I'm ready to see Devin Moore play more than Avery Hill. Yes, yes. I agree with both of those uh, takes from you there, Andrew. You know, I did think it was weird that, you know, we we all kind of thought Shamar played a, played a pretty good first series, and then, you know, just, I don't even think he appeared at all in the second series. If, no. he, did, it, if he did, it was for a play or two, but um, that was an interesting, 
kind of an interesting thing. And 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 me and Gentry talked about this. Uh, we drove home last night from Gainesville to Orlando, so we were talking the entire time. I like Amari Bernie. I like him a lot. But to me, he kind of just exists there. Like I and 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 I don't mean to disrespect him, but I, he doesn't like. I don't. I don't think he's like an elite run blocker, and he's not elite in the pass game. And and I, I would just like to see some of the younger guys in there. Uh, but obviously, um, the room isn't as deep as we thought. I, I mean, Derek Wingo doesn't look to be ready to play at all. Um, so I understand that the room is not. I don't think the room is where the Gators would like it to be. I thought Scooby Williams was was not good last night. Antoine Powell off the edge. Uh, we can get into that later, but man, oh man, he needs he needs to work on it. That whole group needs to work on it. Uh, you know, I, I I even said this about Britton Cox. You know, Britton had a really good final drive, but outside of that final drive, he didn't have a good game at all. Um, and you know, he still, to my to my knowledge, has not set an edge. They they ran option to him all day long because they knew he was not disciplined enough to to play to play disciplined football there. Um, and you know, you can never. But the number one rule with when guarding the option, and Nick, I'm sure you know this as well. But pick somebody. Don't be caught in between. You can't be trying to to play the quarterback, but also trying to play the running back. It doesn't work. You you, you have to pick one or the other because if right. you don't, you're picking zero, and, and that's what's going to happen. And that's what he did all night. He was trying to defend the quarterback while also keeping a little bit of leverage to go get the running back, and, and they used it against him every time. Uh, Jerry would either, you know, fake pitch it and keep it, and Britton would go tackle the running back, or he would, you know, act like he was going to take another step forward, and then he'd pitch yep. it, and Britton would go after the quarterback. And so, and so it, it was yeah. all night long. And, 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 and that's where you saw Brenton Cox improve on that final drive, right? He blew up that, that read option, and he didn't do it by, you know, trying to tackle both or, or sitting in between them both. No, he just blew up the running back, who didn't right. even have the ball. But what that does is it takes him out of the play. And, and he, I mean, it takes him completely out of the play. And I think Jerry fell forward for like a yard or two. I mean, it was a great play yeah. by Cox, but earlier in the game, they got Cox there and they got Antoine Powell there. They, I mean, like you said, you have to pick somebody and stick to him. You can't try to play both or, or kind of try to guess where he's going to go. Just pick a guy and hit him. Um, and, and let me ask you about one play in particular, uh, Andrew, the fourth and one uh, where USF went for 50 yards or whatever the run was by their running back. Um, Powell was on the edge there. Why, why did he not, why did he not follow the running back? Because he did set the edge. He, he didn't play this for football. I mean, I you know, as, as a defensive end, you know, I always coached tight ends. That was my position. I, I, I coached tight ends for five years. And we would always tell our tight ends, make sure you block the end. Because the end's number one responsibility is to always set the edge and allow nothing outside of them. Allow nothing outside of them. That means if the running if the running back goes straight up the middle, guess what? It's not his fault. It's yeah. not his play. It's not his assignment. His assignment is simply one thing: let nothing outside of him. Nothing outside of him. 
So he has to set the edge there. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand because how was Antoine Powell going to help a run up the middle in the first place? Wasn't. How? How in the? He wasn't even going to. He wasn't even going to make the play. So why was he biting so hard on the run up the middle? Why did he not set the edge? Why did he not go and just follow the running back? He 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 makes a tackle for minus three yards if he just follows the running back. He was right mm-hmm. there and and he just crashed and I, I looked at Gentry. I was like, dude, I can't believe that that just happened. He, I mean, he didn't even he didn't even like look at the running back. He just completely sold on the run up the middle which he would not have even been a factor in the first place. And shout out to Amari Bernie for saving that touchdown uh, on that play. He, he went toe for toe with, I think it was Brian, Brian Batty. Um, yeah. And, and saved the touchdown there. Incredible effort by him uh, to hawk him down. So good play there. But I mean, come on, that was, that was an easy play that Powell should have made and he got completely fooled. And And that's the thing, Nick is, it's uh, you know it's undisciplined football that is is allowing some of this stuff and you know it's uh, you know it would be one thing with Powell I guess you can a little bit blame it to the inexperience but with Brenton Cox he, I mean dude's in his fifth year it, there's no there's no excuses to be made for that that your job is simply to keep the edge big dog. And you've got to do that. You've got to figure out a way to put it in your brain to set the edge. Because teams are using it against you all day long. They're, they're biting you to, to, to bite, and you are. And as soon as you take the bait, they're going right outside of you. And, and that's a, a problem. It was a problem last year. It was a problem the year before. And it, once again, it's a problem now. They cannot allow this to continue on. They've got to figure it out. The bad thing about it is, is I, I don't know who, because uh, Princely came in. Princely didn't do a good job of doing it either. Powell didn't. Uh, we didn't see much of Justice Boone, which was shocking. Um, overall, and and they've moved Tyreek Sasson inside a little bit, so you don't have that ability there. Um, I, I don't know what the the answer to that is. Uh, you know, I can guarantee one thing: Sean Spencer's teaching him that because Sean Spencer's not you know a newbie. He he understands that, so they've got to figure out a way, whatever it is, of setting the edge and keeping the edge because teams are going to use it against them. Uh, if I was if I was just hypeful this week, I would put the option in if it wasn't already in my game plan, and I'd run it at Brent Cox until he stopped it. Because guess what, he still ain't stopped it. Right, I agree. And um, and one player in particular though that I that I was pleased with uh, was Desmond Watson. Um, yeah, I thought that he played a pretty good game all the way around. I I, I you know there, there's always going to be plays where he's you know he's not able to make the play, right? But but I thought. You know, for a four quarter for a four quarter game, I thought he played pretty well. And 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 guess what? The Gators are going to need him to play well if Jalen Lee is going to be a non-factor. Well, I, right. I think you could say where was Gervin um, right. a lot of the game. You know, in, in the game he had. Let's see here. Let me see what he even had. Did he even record a tackle? 
he was a non-factor the entire game. I had he buddies didn't even texting. record a tackle. In I had buddies text me during the game asking if if he was even playing. Yeah, so he didn't that, even have I mean, a tackle. Um, so you know, McClellan and and Dez both had really good games in my agreed. opinion. I, I thought I thought Chris played really well. I thought Dez played you know uh, well at times. You know, you're, you're going to see moments from Dez where he's just a non-factor. Uh, right. It, it, it just simply is game shape. Uh, it, it is what it is. Um, but you, you you like to see the fact that at times he's pushing his guy back, and 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 you're that size, and you know you're you're as big as you are. You should be able to push your guy back and just absolutely wipe out that hole. There should right. be your hole should be filled, um, and that's what he is a space heap. Uh, so I, I like that, and it, you know, a couple of times too. Um, not only did it, or not, he didn't make the play, but he made the play happen because he would push his guy back. He allowed Amari, he allowed Shamar to to get in there and make plays, and and that's what you want out of Big Des is is doing that. And so if you can see that consistently, that's a big thing uh, for them. They I mean, they've got to be able to to do that. Uh, the one thing that's concerning is they didn't get a pass rush. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I guess, I, you know, the one thing that really stood out to me uh, in the game was, you know, we mentioned Gervin Dexter, but Jalen Lee was a non-factor as well. Uh, right. I don't know if he filled a stat in the stat sheet. He did. Uh, uh, I mean, those are two, the, those are our starting defensive tackles. And, and you know, and, and it's not a bad thing that, that Chris and Dez, you know, looked the part. We we want those guys to look the part. I mean, that's that's the future of the room. Um, so you know, that was a good thing. I was very surprised. I know you mentioned Justice Spoon. I was very surprised to not see him um, at all. Uh, and you know, so that that I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I thought Devin Moore and Jalen Kimber played really good games. I know Devin Moore likely got away with the pi in the end zone there. That was um, bad. <laughs> yeah, I, we were far, you know, up in the press box, we were far away from that. So I honestly couldn't tell. The only thing I can think of is that maybe the ref ruled uncatchable. Right. Because the ball was a little high. Um, so that, that could have been a factor. But yeah, the defense, it, it just needs to get better. Heupel is going to run an up-tempo offense against the Gators. They're going to, you know, and, and this is, the, the, the coaches have to be paying attention to it because they need to realize what personnel they have on the field because Hypo is not going to let you substitute. He's going to run up tempo. He's going to score quickly. So the Gators coach has got to be on top of their game and the players have to realize what's going on because they're going to, they're, they're a very fast paced team uh, and they're going to throw the ball around a lot. So the Gators have to be prepared for that as well. And, 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 and like Andrew mentioned, they watched that game. Don't be surprised when they throw a wrinkle in there, you know, of the of a little uh, of a little pitch play or or something to keep the to keep the Gators defensive ends, you know, on their toes. Well, and and you know, you you look at that like you said, you have to be careful with who you have at D tackle. You know, right. you you can't go a whole drive with Des and um, you know uh, um, sucking air or, or McClellan sucking air or whatever. You gotta you gotta be quick there with it. And you know, I think that this is a game where you know if if Ventrell is out on Saturday, uh, 
that you have to roll with Shamar Amari at linebacker because they're going to throw the ball to their tight ends. They're going to throw the ball to their running backs. Do you want Shamar covering that or do you want Scooby covering that? Right. My answer is easy. Um, and so, you know, you have to be able to do that in this game. Um, you've got to figure out a way to get pressure, obviously. Um, I, I want to see the DBs, though, man, get uh, play press. You, you know, a lot of times last night uh, on Saturday night, USF had easy pitch and catch throws because Avery Hound was 10, 12, 14 yards off the ball. Right. Yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see, you know, Honestly, I want to see Jaden Hill in the game. I want to see Devin Moore. I want to see, you know, different player. I I think I've seen enough from Avery Helm. Uh, he's a good kid, but uh, he just seems to get picked on more often than not. Um, and, and let me ask you this, Andrew, and I don't know if this is true or not, but did did Kamari Wilson play a lot more yesterday in, in, in place of Torrance? Um. I think I haven't was, seen the snap count, but yeah, I haven't seen the snap count yet either. Um, I I don't know that it was a ton more um, in the game. Uh, I, you know, I think he definitely played a little bit more um, in the game. I don't know that it was a ton more. Rashad definitely played a good bit. Um, I I did see a Kamari a couple of times lost a little bit um, in that. And, um, you know, I definitely think that that's going to be something to watch uh, in this Tennessee game as well, because I think Kamari is definitely your better cover guy um, there. So do they, you know, possibly go there with him a little bit more in this game with Tennessee trying to take it over the top? Um, I will say that the other safety in Tradine, you know, I, I listen, I know the struggles Tradine has in coverage. I, I do. But when if you can get Tradine playing in the box, that's where Trey Dean makes his money. I thought Trey Dean played a great game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think so too. I, he had a couple plays where yeah, it's like ah. But but like you mentioned, he's always going to have those. Mm-hmm. He's always there's always going to be a, a, a two or three plays where Dean just looks out of place because he is out of place. Um, and you know, we we talked about this a little bit in the game. Um. I think he needs we need he needs to play forward a little bit more. He makes he makes his best plays when he's playing forward. Um but I thought I mean I didn't really have too many complaints from Dean last night. I thought I thought that he was that he was pretty solid all game long. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he was uh for for the most part. Um, you know, again I, I, I like him being closer to the box. That's where he makes his money. I mean, that's just that is what it is. Yep. It's where he makes his money. Um, it's closer to the box. You know, he's a Keanu Neal kind of guy. Of he's gonna knock your head off per se. Um, you know, definitely not to to Kiki's level. Uh, but he's definitely you know that that strong safety more so than free safety type of player. So, uh, you know, overall, to to kind of wrap up the the USF talk a little bit. Got to play better. Um, got to play better in in so many different ways. Um, the penalties got to you've got to cut down on some of these penalties. You know the the dumb late hit by Derek Wingo that, that can't happen. Come on. Um, you know some of that some of the stuff that just is dumb has got to got to cut down. Um, you can't go into this Tennessee game and have interceptions. You you, you just can't. Um, I mean Anthony Richardson has more tackles than he does. Uh, or has as many tackles um, as he does um, interceptions on the year. Yeah. And he has 
no touchdown passes on the year. Um, you know, through three games, Florida still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. That has to change. Um, it's going to be a hostile crowd up in Knoxville. Game day's there, like you said. Uh, that place is going to be rocking. It's their Super Bowl. It's their Super Bowl. Heifel has to win this game. Right. And I, I want to point out one quick thought that I meant to bring up uh, earlier, but I can't for the life of me figure out why the special teams unit for the Gators received so many penalties. I I, I don't understand it, and, and here's why. The the players playing on special teams are fighting for a role on the team. They're, you know, We've seen penalties from Derek Wingo and Chief Borders in two, two weeks in a row on kick returns. These are deep, That's two guys that are not on the two deep. So you would think that they're going to really try not to, to have these undisciplined penalties because uh, I'm pretty sure they want to play. They want playing time. But if I'm Napier, how am I putting those guys in the game if they're getting personal fouls on kick returns? Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you have one job on a kick return, and it's to make a block. Right. So well, I, I don't think the difference of, you know, trying to make a play and trying to show out and then making dumb penalties. And especially last night was just a dumb penalty. And it's just it's just not the impression you want to make, though. Like, if you're no. on kick return, like, you want to be able to do your job so that the staff notices. And and I know Austin Barber played a great game, but didn't he have a personal foul, like, right away? Yeah, but that was, that was, that was the personal foul that I almost tell him, hey, good job. I mean, he was just whipping guys on his ass. And, uh, you know, he he, uh, he was whipping it and whipping it and whipping it. And then the whistle blew and he whipped it one more time. <laughs> so that was one of those that was more so, you know, an offense alignment being an offense alignment and just, uh, you know, going at it. I, I'm okay with that. That's what I'm saying. There are certain penalties that you say you're okay with. You know, you don't love them, but you're okay with. And then there's certain penalties that are just you being dumb. And I the, the, just it's the kickoff returns that bothers me the most, simply because like starting at your ten ten yard line is extremely hard. It's extremely yeah. hard to score when you start at the ten yard line. Yep. So I I it's just it bothers me so much, and it's something that we have not seen an improvement from through three games. Right. So yeah. I I don't know what's going on there. The the they got to get that unit going. I mean, exactly. at, this, at this point, it's a, it's a win to just take the ball at the 25 every single time. Like, don't even, like, just put put 11 guys out there and just have them field the ball and just, like, get to get either get to the 20 or get to the 25. At, the, at this point in the season, that's a win for this unit. Right. Agree. Well, and you don't have much faith in the returners anyway. Right. So, all right, Nick, we're going to bounce out of here. We will be back on Friday as uh, we uh, – Bring you our prediction podcast for hate week. Uh, we'll have plenty of good stuff all throughout the week uh, as uh, Billy Napier kind of recaps the USF game a little more on Monday um, and also look forward to the uh, Tennessee game. We'll have some recruiting stuff as well. We'll have lots of things coming your way uh, as uh, Florida gets ready to travel up to Knoxville uh, to take on Tennessee and uh, what is the most important game of the year because it's the next game of the year. Yes, sir. Got to get to Tennessee. Absolutely. All right, Nick. Well, we will talk on Friday as we get ready to uh, break down this uh, Florida-Tennessee game uh, on Saturday afternoon up in Knoxville. Yes, sir. Can't wait.